Thank you. How are you today? I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I've gotten up this early. It's quite impressive. Um, <laughs> I respect you for that. It's your day off. The, the worst thing is I actually got up by eight. Ooh. Oh. But it was it was because don't worry guys, no alcohol. It's too early. <laughs> um, no, it was because I know that if I when I woke up at eight, mm. I knew that if I went back to sleep, you wouldn't see me today. You'd be done for. Yeah, so I was for. like, fuck. <laughs> so I literally, I spent the whole morning uh, rapping. I was just like, for like three hours, I was mm-hmm. just like, fuck, I have nothing to do, so I, I want to stay awake. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, it was entertaining. Nice, I respect that. I might put out one of the, the bloopers one day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, where have you come from today? So I come from Stratford today, so not too far. It was an okay journey. Fine. Uh, by the way, guys, never buy apple fizz from Pret. Yeah, I'm like, kind of judging you on that decision a little bit. No, it's because <laughs> I like apple, and, but it tastes a bit weird. Yeah, and... Uh, Fizzy apple never works. It doesn't. I don't know I what I've done learned this. from today. <laughs> um, okay, so where would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, okay. So my name's Neve. Uh, I currently study at Ravensbourne University in film production, so... Shout out. My younger brother used to go to Ravensbourne. Mm-hmm. It's a good university. Shout out to Ravensbourne. But he ditched it. He didn't like this. He, he believed, he felt like um, they put more focus on the uni students mm-hmm. than the sixth formers. Oh, bless him. Oh, is there a sixth College, form? not college students. Not oh, okay. Formers. I see, I see. But yeah, so you study... So I studied digital film production first year, so I've only been doing it about a month, but yeah. Oh shit, so you're perfect for this topic then. I hope so, I hope so. And you you had said you'd do a module in, um, uh, what was the module where you studied the Joker? Uh, so we study, we're doing um, film language at the moment, so that's where we kind of, we were talking more on kind of like the technical aspects of it, so more about the kind of cinematography, the camera, everything like that, but obviously we did straight off topic and we're talking about the actual film as well and kind of its role in the industry because it's obviously quite a controversial film and the responsibility of filmmakers about putting out certain kind of really violent kind of topics. So we kind of talked about that as well. Especially in today's time. like in, uh, I mean, I know we always say things like in today's time is different. Mm-hmm. I guess there's always been controversy about things like this. Mm-hmm from even probably in the 60s mm. even when rap music came out exactly. in the 80s that mm-hmm. there was heavy controversy about mm-hmm. it but why do you feel this film has been so controversial i think it's because it ties in mental health with violence but because i think because it's part not properly part of dc but kind of like a standalone but still kind of part of that universe i think it I personally think it works. I don't think it's too controversial because it's still kind of partly playing on the whole fantasy of the Joker, but giving him a more realistic background. So obviously I get why some people have thought why it shouldn't be made. Or I know there was some people in DC that tried to stop it being made, but 
I think. What in DC, like Washington DC or DC? As like in the like the whole universe. yeah, like so I think one of the production companies or one of the producers. Oh right, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Not Washington DC. <laughs> I was thinking, why would Trump care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I I know why some people would kind of take it negatively, but I think it makes a really good point, um, like a really prominent point about how people with mental illnesses are probably um, how they're treated in today's society. Obviously, he's ignored all the time. You can see that in little uh, technical thing here. If anyone knows about shallow depth of field, he the Joker was always shot in shallow depth of field, which means basically... Oh, thank God, I thought you were going yeah. to have to Google that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll explain it. <laughs> so it's that when the subject in the foreground, so closest to the camera, is in focus and everything behind is out of focus, so blurry, he's okay. always shot in that, so basically physical like isolation. A, like in the end... No, like, there's a scene, I think, I'm not sure if it was from this film um, or The Dark Knight, where he's walking through, like, maybe limping or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe the hospital scene, where mm -hmm. he's in a nurse's outfit. Mm -hmm. um, and everything in, behind him is, like, blurry. Yeah, that's shallow depth of field, basically. And what is the effect of that? What is that used for? So, to isolate the characters... So he, you can see he's physically not connected to his surroundings, which kind of is a symbolism for his mentality and how he feels. So Okay. There you go. So he's not connected to... Oh, I see. So it's like he's... It's, 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 uh, it symbolizes the fact that he already feels detached from the society. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it makes sense that when crazy things are happening and society is going on, he's just in his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that kind of... <coughs> The technical aspect of that, plus obviously the whole storyline that really shows how society is kind of well, they've ditched him, and the whole his whole point is about everyone. Everyone's just really mean to each other, so you know no one cares about anyone in that society. So I personally think that this wasn't a controversial film. This was a very prominent film making a very clear point. Okay, so we're going to get into that, but I just mm. realised there's um, some um, housekeeping I haven't done. I never do it. So, first things first, uh, there are going to be spoilers in this episode, so if you haven't seen The Joker, <laughs> make sure you uh, probably skip it, I would advise, when you see it, come back and listen to it. Mm. Secondly, um, I always have to tell people, if you don't know nobody ever does this shit, always uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast if you like it, mm -hmm. and what else, what else? I am your host. No, see, <laughs> 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 I haven't even introduced myself. Okay, good. Okay, we got that out of the way. Mm -hmm. Now, the first thing is right. Mm -hmm. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. I think yes. Wait, is it? Or was it last month? Is it October still? Yes. Then it was this month. Oh, okay. Next month is the is is November, which is usually. Uh, where, uh, which is usually which usually doubles as uh, as November, where men oh, yeah. shave off yeah. their mustaches to, mm -hmm. to what, what's the I can't remember why they do that again. What the symbolism is? It's for um, cancer awareness. Oh, it's cancer awareness. Mm -hmm. Okay, for men, yeah. And so it feels like maybe for it feels like first time in a long time, men have like two months back to back where we kind of get some sympathy. Exactly, <laughs> I respect that. I really respect that. I feel like. Men are definitely... You know what? Is This ties in with the Joker, actually, about men and mental health, because I think with mental health, it's more geared... I think in society, we're, women are more sympathetic, as in, like, we're more sympathetic to women about mental health, but really, 
men suffer more is not the biggest killer of men under or oh, I can't remember. I think it's like thirty five is suicide. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, maybe twenty. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the stats exactly, but you're mm, right. Something. Yeah. I can't remember very the stats, shocking, but you're right. But yeah, <laughs> it's very. It's really sad. So I think definitely having the Joker as a male character. Obviously, we've seen him with. Um, oh God, what's his name? Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. Apologies for getting that. With Heath Ledger, Rest obviously. In peace. I know we see the Joker in kind of like his endpoint, completely insane. So to have a real kind of sympathetic backstory I think is really important in today's society to show how men suffer just as much but we don't really talk about it as much okay so here's the area of contention I have Mm -hmm. Um, although I don't feel the film is as controversial as people say right Mm. I do um, sorry I'm going to have to cut that out (laughs) it's Um, the apple fizz (laughs) (laughs) it's the fizz oh my god (laughs) that was a bad choice should have just got coffee. Should have stuck to coffee or water. <laughs> water, actually. Mm. But, um, so I feel like, right, mm. I don't think, I don't feel like there was a natural progression mm-hmm. between, uh, from the moment the joke has started, from the moment the film starts, mm-hmm. um, I don't feel like there was a natural progression of his illness. Okay, yeah. In On camera, from when the film starts to mm. when he decides to go haywire at the end Mm -hmm. and the reason I feel like that is because he's presented as quite normal Mm -hmm. well not normal but he's presented as as normal as you can get if you're a bit of a weird Mm. American guy who lives with his mom you know but we've seen that trope so many times Mm. we don't usually associate that trope with mental illness we associate it more with oh you're a loner so just nobody fucks with you Mm -hmm. and it's like it it doesn't like I can see why people argue that this doesn't excuse anything mm-hmm. like your behavior doesn't like your experiences are not adding up to this pain you're trying to inflict on other people. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? Um, I think I probably would have preferred if there was a really specific snapping point for him because I I completely get you when you say there wasn't a clear progression. And when I was listening to something else, when they said, oh, when he stopped taking his meds, and I was like, oh, I, I think I missed that in the film. I think they should oh, yeah, have made he that. Stopped, he stopped taking his meds. I think I missed that. I don't know. I also missed the Batman reference till right at the very end, which was kind of stupid, but yeah. He's <laughs> the Joker. I know. I did not, when the last name was Wayne, that did not hit me until the very end. Well, you didn't know that the dad was... Yeah, that completely went over my head, but I'm not like, I'm not a big... DC Marvel fan so that's interesting you've actually been able to detach that shows how well um, the role was played Mm. the fact that you were able to detach him completely from the Batman universe Mm -hmm. like because a lot of people felt that that film like Batman franchise was going to overshadow the Joker Mm. so it's crazy like it actually be a standalone and you don't feel like there's any need for like yeah exactly I had to do that sorry Batman I think that's probably why I like the film so much. I think a lot of um, people that are DC fans were quite disappointed by it because it's a completely different tone, but I loved it. So when you saw the film, what moments in the film did you feel, if you had to give me three moments you mm-hmm. think were turning points, mm-hmm. what would be the three moments? Um, oh, turning points. I think a moment which actually made me cry, which was very 
kind of it really shocked me was when he was he went to the comedy club and was doing the stand up. Oh God! That that actually made me cry that when he painful. when he couldn't stop laughing. That that really hit me. I think is a very like it really the irony hit me there when you know it's a condition that he's laughing but really he's kind of like in pain of his past but he can't like he can't get his words out because he was laughing. I think that was a big turning point. Um, another turning point was when we realised that uh, the woman that he was that he was seeing was actually in his head. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, I remember that as well. Mm-hmm. I was messed up. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, why she's so attractive? Why would she uh, yeah. do this? <laughs> I was kind of like, had and an she just inkling. forgot her kid? Exactly. <laughs> I had an inkling that he was making that up, but I respected that kind of whole storyline because usually with psychopaths we usually see quite like a violent background with women but with that it was just a kind of i don't i want to say normal but not really normal but it was I kind mean, of you a, did kill his mom, so yeah as far as normal goes <laughs> a half normal relationship <laughs> but that kind of showed how he really was just looking for a companion as in like just looking for someone to understand him maybe rather than you know these complete violence like you see in american psycho and stuff like that it's it was completely different. American Psycho is beautiful, though. I hate that film. It's so fucked up. I hate that film, hate the book. I hate everything about that. And the worst thing is I love Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. And I remember Phil Collins is his, like, uh, what's it called? Phil Collins is, like, his theme music in the flat, mm-hmm. in the studio flat, when he's, ki- when he's uh, I think, killing someone. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really do anything else in the film, does he? <laughs> but, yeah, what would be the third moment? Because, okay, so we have, the first one was when he... Um, was making the jokes on stage mm-hmm. and he couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Probably going to happen to me one day. Mm-hmm. Se- second <laughs> one was when um, you realise that the woman he's actually seeing mm. is he's been imagining it the mm-hmm. whole time. Third moment. Hmm. I probably want to say his reaction to when oh, the, the, t- the TV show host um, made fun of him. You know, his reaction to watching... The TV show host making fun of him. Yes, yeah, from with his mum. I think because the film is a kind of is a reference to um, Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Have you seen any of those? I've seen Taxi Driver. Mm. I haven't seen King of Comedy. King King of Comedy is quite similar in terms of um, (coughs) Robert De Niro is obsessed with like a TV show host. I think I haven't seen it. I've seen like a clip of it, and that's what I got from it. So. It can't, so obviously it resonates with that. Um, I think that was because it shows that the TV show host to the Joker was kind of like a father figure. So yeah, like I think, a father he never had. Yeah, so I think that was a really tur- like a big turning point for him as a character. Obviously, seeing that his hero almost was making fun of him like everyone else. So that's a big turning point for me. So the thing is, there's so much to unpack in this film mm. which is which shows why we need to watch it again because mm. that shit is brilliant but mm. okay so there's the idea of society shunning somebody who just wants to be loved mm-hmm. that's a recurring theme mm-hmm. we see it with um we see it when he's with when his mom tells him bruce um uh, what's bruce wayne's dad's name i can't remember uh, well, Wayne Industries. That on guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> when he says, um, she tells him that he might be his dad. Mm-hmm. So he goes to look for him. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking in the bit, first moments he's going to kill him. Mm. But he doesn't. He's generally just looking for love. Exactly, yeah. 
the same thing with Robert De Niro's character. Mm-hmm. He's also just looking for love. Yeah. The same thing with the woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. He's looking for stalker love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's... <laughs> Yeah, you don't show up to people's houses with guns while their kid is in the room <laughs> and you're like, yo, I imagine we had sex one time. So, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh. That's so weird. <laughs> right after killing someone as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. And then the other part is like, it makes you realize that he's almost staying with his mom mm-hmm. because he doesn't really care about her. Mm-mm. But that's the only thing he has. Exactly, yeah. To attach himself to. Mm. And the fact that he's kind of taking care of his mom as well. He's got control of that situation. Whereas he yes. doesn't have control of his job, he doesn't have control of his condition. So maybe like that's the only control in his life at the moment. But do you think... Okay, so that seems to occur a lot, especially when mm-hmm. you look at um, the issues in America mm-hmm. with, with gun violence and mm-hmm. shootings and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys usually write manifestos mm-hmm. um, where they say, oh, my friends were mean to me. Well, not friends, because they usually say they don't have friends. So mm-hmm. the kids at school bullied me. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for different jobs and nobody would take me. In general, society doesn't seem to love them. Mm-hmm. Is that justifiable reason to go apeshit? I think people who do that, has they, they have to have some kind of mental health issue. Like at at some point in everyone's life, someone's treated them like shit. Like we've all had that before. Yeah. But the majority of us don't go out at, with a gun. Obviously, in, in England, it's a lot harder. I mean, I, yeah, if we, yeah, I'm sure if we had access to some people, <laughs> thank God for that. Like the majority of us don't go out with a gun and shoot people. So I think that they've got to have some kind of mental health issue, or they must have snapped, had some kind of event like that. So. And I think the Joker is very clear in showing that it's not, you know, there's not too much violence in there compared compared to other like things out there, like video games, other films, everything like that. But when there is violent, I found it really shocking. And it's realistic violence. Exactly, yeah. Like it, it generally shocked me, which hasn't happened in a while because, you know, I've seen a lot of violent films. I like, you know, I like watching boxing, MMA, stuff like that. That's all really violent. So to have something shown like that and to really shock me, I think they did that really well. And I think it's brought a kind of realism back to the to violence that we see it's every day. Because it was day. too human. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because I, so I, I I kept expecting explosions mm. because in the in the comic book universe, it's an exaggerated, over mm. the top, you know, reaction to everything. Mm. So you kind of expect that unrealistic stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it scared me a bit how close to home, not close to home, but how close to certain, a lot of people's mm. realities that was. Exactly, yeah. You yeah. know, like you can actually imagine... It, so in London, for instance, we mm-hmm. have, we've had a lot of issues with gang violence. Mm-hmm. Knife crime, everything Knife crime. Like that, yeah. I feel like it's very similar to somebody like the Joker. Mm-hmm. And also similar to people who do school shootings mm-hmm. in the in the sense that they're very detached from the society they live in mm-hmm. that's always the theme mm-hmm. always seems to be men because mm-hmm. women feel detached as well they just express it different yeah yeah thank god <laughs> <laughs> men on the other hand because also we have the testosterone in us we have that natural aggressiveness yeah more aggressive more yeah. aggressive so i feel like these type of men who are isolated who feel like outcasts are always the ones who start to react like this. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like as a society we owe these people something? I think we owe them 
more respect i think not obviously not because they um kind of express themselves in violence but i think so not fear respect yeah i think we owe them respect in terms of understanding certain obviously certain mental health issues or with knife crime we need to understand that the people committing that that's what they've grown up with obviously they still need to be punished for it but we we need to understand that that is that's the environment they've grown up with and how can we change it from the start not just deal with the consequence so i think with the joker if more people understand his condition then maybe he wouldn't have snapped like the moment when he's trying to make that little kid on the bus laugh and the mum just turns around and says stop annoying my child but really what was he doing wrong he was just making the kid laugh if that woman understood that and they just maybe didn't say anything or just, you know, smiled at him or anything like that, that would have made a lot of difference because he would have felt more understood and more accepted. So I think we need to, instead of just looking at the consequences, we need to kind of really focus on the nature of it. And maybe if we focus more on the nature of these people's problems, we wouldn't have the consequences. But that's very difficult, though, because how do you, how do you... For example, if you have a friend or a family member who's been a victim of knife crime or gun violence, Mm -hmm. how do you detach yourself from that pain and hatred to give that other person a second, you know? Mm. I think I I can't personally maybe answer that as well because I haven't been through that. I think maybe my answer would be a lot different if I did go through that. Obviously, you're going to be feeling a a lot of pain and I'll agree... um, in every circumstance that that person needs to be punished but then I think we should focus on after that and it's hard to understand once you've gone through something like that but I think you know if we do start to understand the nature of some people's conditions and everything um, then it will make a difference maybe not that person in particular but with future generations I think we just need to be more accepting of one another and there's a quote in the film that um, there's a quote in the film that you that I feel summarize. I feel it was the moment they were trying to summarize mm-hmm. the theme and general idea. Yeah. Okay. And it was um, right before he uh, spoiler right before he shoots <laughs> um, Robert De Niro in the head. Mm-hmm. By the way, that shit was fucked up, man. Because I I fell asleep for like two minutes in the <sighs> cinema because it was so cold, mm. and then I just opened my eyes. And he was there, so I was like, "Oh shit!" He kissed a woman. I'm like, "Okay, all right, mm-hmm. that's weird." But yeah, <laughs> and then he just when Robert De Niro leaned back, mm-hmm. I had a feeling something messed up was gonna happen because mm-hmm. it's the Joker. He's right there. I'm like, "Come on, you're the Joker. You're gonna yeah. do some Joker got, shit. You've got to do something." Yeah. But <clears throat> the quote was, "What do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash?" Mm-hmm. And that was basically his his justification for. Mm-hmm. But then I start to think like there's a lot of people who are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. In fact, sorry, I'm cheating. I'm using I'm using my notes to get the stats, but I I got some stats here. Shout out <laughs> Josh for sorting this out. Um. <coughs> so the stat some of the stats say right. For instance, mm-hmm. um, in America, up to eight, um. Where was it? Let me see. In America, apparently one in five people are believed to have a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they say 28% of the people or the diseases that are treated by the NHS are related to mental illness. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a few other stats about like 
how little the amount of shooting like you are more likely to be shot by a family member or friend than mm-hmm. a than a mentally ill person right mm-hmm. so now we've talked about the whole sympathy part like mm-hmm. what should we do better mm-hmm. but is this film misleading in the sense that is this film lead them um, making a false presenting a false narrative of people who have mental illness mm-hmm. um i think partly yes because obviously you know it's portraying someone as men- with a mental illness really over exaggerated even f- well fictional because it is fictional obviously they're as you said 20 did you say 28 percent? 28 percent. yeah so mental health uh, so that means, you know, people you work with, people, you know, you study with, people you walk past in the street, they're, you know, they're, some people are going to have mental health uh, illnesses and they're not obviously walking around dressed as a clown. Uh, so I think it does, but I think it gets away with it because people know the character beforehand, you know. There's, so they already expect that ex- from him. Exactly. So there is, you know, there, there is part truth in it, but they still have to have that kind of, the sense of fantasy because they are you know he is portraying a very well-known character i mean how many actors have played the joker now so it's a very well-known character so people almost expect it to be over exaggerated but i get why some people say you know it is a bit of a misleading portrayal of mental illness because you know it's mental illness is common now which is quite sad but you know people deal with it in not in the Joker way, you know. Most people that have mental illnesses probably never harmed someone at all. I mean, they've harmed the the like the. I was reading on in the Guardian, and mm-hmm. some doctors had come out and spoken against the Joker by saying the portrayal was very bad. <coughs> Sorry, the portrayal was quite um, unfair, and if anything. Mm-hmm mentally ill people are more of a danger to themselves oh yeah than yeah. to actual society like the joker portrays mm-hmm. i think the joker does portray partly that he is harming himself as well like um he's very skinny which you know there's certain kind of um what am i trying to say there's certain kind of uh, postures that he puts himself into you know and you can really see like his ribs sticking yeah, out and everything but, yeah that's very odd but i think that kind of helps to show that he is actually he's harming himself as well you know that's not that's a very unhealthy body type and when he um climbs into the fridge i I felt that was quite an odd moment but they kept it in i always forget that he climbed into the fridge yeah i think i think um some of the crew said that that was a very kind of like standalone moment that they shot but they kept it in so obviously it wasn't necessary, but I kind of it shows that he's harming himself as well. But obviously, it's most people with mental illnesses are just har- are harming themselves uh, in a obviously uh, not always a physical way, but in a mental way as well. So I think you know the Joker does it is a very exaggerated kind of fantasy part of that, but there is some truth to it. Like I agree with you, right? Mm, there is yeah. some truth to that. Um, because, like we said earlier, the, those as those parts of the film mm-hmm. that make you that pull at your heartstrings, mm-hmm. those parts of the film are things that are real. Mm. Um, people do go through these on a daily basis, mm. you know. Um, the problem I do have with it, though, is right. It f- people use art a lot to justify things. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a lot of um, there's been a lot of noise about how hip hop how certain types of rap music like drill music or mm. um what's the other one in america uh, i can't remember <laughs> but like drill music in the uk 
is glorifying violence increases mm. the acts of violence video games increase i mean i don't think they do but people say they do mm. i feel like a lot of people who are just who are just getting more and more comfortable coming out to tell other to like family members and friends and other people in their society about their mental illnesses mm-hmm. when they see when they see that film they start they might start feeling like if i come out to tell somebody yo i have a mental illness or i'm schizophrenic whatever mm-hmm. it would increase people's f- like fear of them people would be more people would be less um willing to uh, like embrace them and try to understand them and people mm-hmm. want to move away from them mm-hmm. and i don't think it's fair because i'm not going to lie when the american shootings happen mm-hmm. there've been a, there's been one time um there was a guy and he was acting up and he's a white guy mm-hmm. and i was thinking in my head i swear to god if this was america i'd run because in my head i'm like if this was america this guy would probably have a gun and mm-hmm. he would probably go wild mm-hmm. that's probably not the case he was just having a bad day exactly <laughs> but now we're looking at these like white men these black young men mm-hmm. who have these issues, family problems mm-hmm. and so on as these scary, dangerous people because mm-hmm. this portrayal is like, hey, look at what mental illness does to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they might break into your house if you're nice to them mm-hmm. and think you're, you're having a relationship with them. And, you know, I just personally think they could have, they could have done a better job in, in making that clear mm. that, yo, this is not just this is not just how all people with mental illnesses mm, are. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I think as a society, I think obviously when you mentioned um, kind of drill and hip hop and stuff like that, we need to remember that these people are rapping about their experiences. They're not rapping to promote violence. And a lot of the time them getting into music is them getting out of situations. Yes. So, uh, and I get that a lot of people don't understand that, especially people that don't listen to that type of music. Uh, the same with kind of like with school shootings is, as a lot of people may know, there's a different portrayal of white kids that go shoot up the school in the media and a black person that goes like and does something, gets arrested or something like that. I think as, especially in American society, they've got more sympathy with that. Well, the media have more sympathy with a white school shooter than a a black man that was um, killed by police for no reason. So I think it's a lot about how people interpret the film. Um, You know, uh, some people may, I I didn't personally see it as, oh, they're they're portraying mental illness as a bad way, but I think a lot of people may, um, other people may see it in that way. (laughs) I think it really determines about how you kind of view people as a whole. You know, some people may go to see that film and see it as complete fantasy or don't even... Some people don't really resonate with the whole issue about mental illness. They kind of push it to the side whilst other people may think, wow, this is really... You know, mental illness is a really big thing right now and they're putting it in a really bad light. I think it really depends on how your view of society as a whole, I think. That's interesting. Mm. And I'd just like to say before we... uh, because I've promised you guys these episodes will not be like five hours anymore. I'm not, I'm not Joe Rogan <laughs> yet. <laughs> but like, seeing as it is Mental Health Awareness Month, mm-hmm. we still have to check this. But fuck it, every day should be Mental Health Awareness Day, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like whether you've seen this film or not, mm-hmm. the fact remains that um, 
with more visual sensation. Mm-hmm. I mean, with more vi- yeah, with more visual things. Uh, what am I trying to say? With more access to social media mm-hmm. and videos and um, stimuli, um, stimuli from from general society, with more connection to the bigger society, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure is coming on people. Mm-hmm. Like more pressure than ever before is coming on people. Yeah, definitely. Because it's we're in a time now where people are like, yo. You have everything in front of you. Mm-hmm. What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. And you know, parents love to be pressured. Like, oh, if I had social media in my day, <laughs> you're lying. But it's like, if I had Instagram in my day, oh, I would be out of here by now. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I do feel like we all have to be a bit more kinder to ourselves. Mm-hmm, and more understanding that yeah. this is a completely new universe in a way. Mm. Like, we've never seen this period in history before. Mm-hmm. And while people are trying to figure it out, maybe mocking people, judging people is not, obviously it's not the best thing to do. It's Mm -hmm. very bad. But also I feel like if you have those friends who usually quite isolated, they don't talk, sometimes they just disappear for a while, speak to them more, reach out to them because... For somebody like me, I reach out if I have problems Mm -hmm. because I don't give a fuck. I want to be fine. (laughs) So (laughs) once I have a problem, I'm like, hey, I'm calling you on the phone. I'm speaking for two hours. I mm-hmm. need to get this out. Yeah. But most people, a lot of people don't do that. Mm. And these situations, like the Joker, one thing we pick up from it easily is you have to understand that everybody's going through some really messed up stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea. Oh, yeah, definitely. What is going on in people's minds. Mm. I think you really have to think about people reach out <laughs> in different ways. Like the Joker reached out in kind of like a comedy sense. That was his way of trying to be himself and trying to make something for himself. And then he reached out in a different way by becoming the Joker. So I think we've really got to look at the people around us and see, you know, maybe if they're acting off or anything like that, are they trying to reach out? Are they trying to say something without saying it? A lot of people, I think, are too proud to kind of say they need help. So they act in a different way. So I think we really need to kind of pick up on that. And, you know, even if you don't think something's wrong, why don't you ask people, you know, oh, hi, how are you? Why don't you just treat them nicely? Because, again, we have no idea what's going on in people's lives. We don't know what's going on in their heads. So if everyone's just a bit nice every day, even to a stranger, I found in London, I've only lived here for a month and a half, no one holds the door for anyone. That really annoys me. Back back in Bedford, we, we hold the door open for everyone. Also, I've noticed in other cities in England the communication between the bus driver and the people is so friendly. Mm-hmm. In London, the bus driver is an asshole to everyone. Oh. I, I don't mean he's an asshole, but I mean the people treat the bus driver like, as if he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my God, can you just open the door so I can yeah. just... People, I think, people in London are in too much of a rush. I feel I feel really bad if I don't say thank you to the bus driver or you know, thank you to anyone that holds the door open for me or does anything. If I bump into someone, I feel really bad if I don't say sorry. I think that's quite an English thing but it's not really shown in London. I think, you know, it it can be a big thing, especially we need to realise that some people, you know, that walk down the street, they maybe have not talked to anyone all day, especially older people. So even saying the smallest thing to them could really make their day or just brighten it up a little. So I think we need to, it's a responsibility of everyone to make this kind of like society a bit of a happier place. But I fully agree. I I subscribe to the idea that... um, Oh, fuck, what was it again? How can I subscribe to an idea? I don't remember. <laughs> but usually, I, I believe that um, the, the smallest changes 
make the biggest differences. Mm-hmm. And so I use, okay, so I see it like this sometimes, right? Let's say you start a neutral level. Mm-hmm. You're in neutral in terms of uh, your emotions that day. Mm-hmm. So nothing bad has happened, nothing good has happened. It's mm-hmm. just like, eh, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Now you're in a space where you have the ability to be swayed towards negative energy, towards positive energy. Mm-hmm. If the first interaction of the day is, good morning, Neve, that makes you like, oh, good mm-hmm. morning back. So yeah. there's a bit of positivity. There we go, yeah. The next, So the next person you see, they hold the door open for you. Mm-hmm. Now you're smiling a bit. You're like, oh, shit, okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> then you see a homeless guy. <coughs> you, you know, you have something in your hand and you're just like, I don't need it. You give it to him. Mm-hmm. Now he feels better. You feel better. Mm-hmm. And that transfer of that positive energy mm-hmm. through everyone generally makes people's lives better exactly whereas yeah. when you do the opposite and somebody starts the day with oh my god Neve, you never do anything right mm-hmm. then you're like fuck off and then <laughs> the, you're now in a bad mood so somebody opens the door for you mm-hmm. and because there's a deficit you might just walk through the door and not say anything mm-hmm. now that person has a bit of that bad energy in them now mm-hmm. yeah because they're like well fuck you yeah and now the next person is going to receive that. Mm. The next person you interact with will receive yours. And then you're just transferring all this bad energy around. Mm. Yeah. I think it, we see that in the Joker as well with the woman, you know, when she does the simple uh, gun to the head with him yeah. when they're in the lift. And then to show the effect that that kind of interaction had and someone noticing him, like that's made in the film because, you know, then he has this whole kind of, uh, fantasy about seeing her and him and like she being part of his life and kind of them kind of having a sort of relationship so just little acts of kindness or just any type of communication I think it resonates with people more than you think which I think we should all really think about in our daily lives especially also I feel that's what saved her life oh yeah yeah like with the um the dwarf at his work what saved his life was that he was kind to him exactly he was he, kind he to him he let him day. go yeah which I, I thought that was a really good scene that was a beautiful scene oh it was, it was a guy on the floor not beautiful dead, you know but yeah I mean the interaction between them was so lovely and mm-hmm. the, also the reason why I thought that was so cool was when the dwarf is struggling to open the door oh that really that pulled at some heartstrings I think definitely because I was like yo Joker please don't kill him I know you're I know you're upset but leave him exactly and he gets up and he opens the door for him Mm -hmm. I just felt like that was like it was considering there was a dead body next to him Mm, that he just killed (laughs) and that that shows you that there's there's a it's like a juxtaposition between two completely different mindsets Mm. there's a killer Mm. like a vicious killer and then there's this absolutely empathetic, kind human being in mm. the same body. Mm. And it's like crazy, like those two entities exist within the same body in seconds. Mm. He's gone from a murderer to this kind-hearted, oh, no, let me help you open the door because you're too short to reach. Mm. I think I, I, <coughs> I'm i really glad they kept that uh, scene in, going back to the whole, um, whole kind of mental health thing. Even though, you know, the joke is a very, like, hyper-reality version of someone with mental health it shows that his he has motivation for why he's killing them you know his um his snap in his uh, whole mindset because of his mental illness is not you know he doesn't become a ruthless killer although I completely disagree with him killing people he has a reason kind of so it's their way the kind of filmmaker's way of you know showing 
yes, we are portraying someone with mental uh, with a mental illness, but we're not, you know, he's not a completely crazy uh, psychopath killer. He has reason for it. So I, I'm glad they kept that in because it's showing, you know, mental health isn't just people that are crazy. It's people that have snapped because of a reason. So I'm glad they kept that scene in. I mean, there's a few scenes that I feel they could have left out. Which ones do you think? Um, the one, like, I feel like the one on the train. Where he killed the guys? I don't feel that was necessary. Mm, but I think but they had to have that in because that was the whole... Was that the whole reason for the riot? I think it was. You know. The oh, yeah, that was the reason for the yeah, riot. Yeah, and oh, that's how... Yeah. Oh, see, was you, it goes back to my point, like, domino effect. You you had an interaction with these guys, it ended mm-hmm. really badly, mm-hmm. you left it, mm-hmm. nobody knew it was you. And then months later, mm-hmm. this whole exactly. madness has started. And he's kind of, you know, he's been upgraded to this figure of all these anarchists who start dressing as a clown. Yeah. <laughs> big, big scene, big scene. Um, so for anybody who hasn't seen the film, I'd really recommend it. Mm, I'm definitely. probably going to see it again. Mm. Neither you're going to see it again, right? Yep, loved it. I think it's one of my favourite films. Um, also, I haven't seen... Uh, there's another film I need to see, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that either. I need to see that because I'm a Tarantino fan. And Oh, interesting. I'm not a fan of Tarantino. I don't like his... He's completely opposite, I think, because this is a kind of homage to Martin Scorsese films, The Joker, whereas Tarantino films are just violent for the sake of it. And I really don't like that. I like the violence. I like the senseless violence. Yeah. Isn't it funny how The Joker is such a controversial film when most people in society just love violence in a weird way, like video games and sport and everything like that. Yeah, but they don't want it to be linked to... Exactly. We, we like mindless violence. Yeah, you don't want to actually have to think about that like, oh shit. Oh, that violence for a reason. We don't like that. But yeah, uh, do you want to give the people your social me- um, media? Yeah, we, okay. Go? Uh, so, Instagram, Neve, N-E-V-E, underscore, Palmer one I also make music videos. If you want to check out my um, Instagram page for that, it's np.visual, but with a Z instead of an S np.visual mm-hmm. with a z instead of an s mm-hmm. and obviously you know where to find actually you don't know where to find me i always forget that i share this shit on all my places um <laughs> my instagram is what's my instagram mr inner voices mm-hmm. <coughs> if you can't spell inner and voices just google it or go to school <laughs> <coughs> but yeah mr inner voices no spaces uh thank you guys this has been another episode of our inner voices mm-hmm. good night Oh wait, no shit. Sorry, good morning. It's early. Depends. Depends when you. you what, know. what time is it now? Midday. It depends when I release it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it depends when you're listening to it. But have a good day. Have a good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Mm-hmm. Um, have a good breakfast, lunch, dinner, and yeah. Be nice to people. Be nice to people, or somebody might just start dancing on the steps, yeah. and the next thing, <laughs> in a body bag. Oh God. <laughs> we hope not, though. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>